DCI Andy Gilchrist never noticed the woman as he left the office. He pulled his jacket collar tight to his neck to fend off a bitter chill that came in off the Eden estuary. Snow that had been forecast for that evening was now falling, flakes as light as feathers that seemed to place themselves with care on the pavements. Within a few hours the town of St Andrews would be blanketed white. Even when Gilchrist turned into College Street, thoughts of a meal in the central bar, the first food since breakfast, were foremost in his mind, and he didn't hear the running patter of footsteps chasing him. Twenty yards farther in, he glanced over his shoulder, but even then he paid the woman no attention. Not until he was about to enter the bar by the side door did he notice her. "'Andy,' she said. "'Andy Gilchrist?' Gilchrist stopped, his mind struggling to place a name to a face he hadn't seen since he'd been a teenager. "'Isabel?' he said. "'You remembered?' Her breath puffed in the cold air. I wasn't sure you would. He leaned towards her, pressed his face to her cheek, surprised to hear how hard she was breathing. Her whole body seemed to pulse with a nervous energy that shivered through her heavy winter coat. When he pulled back, her smile was still as attractive as ever, but tainted with a hint of sorrow that seemed to stitch the corners of her lips. Can we... can we talk? she said. I mean, I'm not interrupting anything, am I? No, I'm almost done for the day. I was just taking a break, popping in for a bite to eat. Would you like to join me? She glanced at the door, then shook her head. I... I can't. I've got to get back. You wanted to talk? To ask for a favour. For your help, really. I... I hope you don't mind. She gave a nervous laugh and a quick flash of teeth. It sounds silly, but... But... She smiled at him again but tears welled in her eyes and he reached out to her, took hold of her hand. "'What's the matter?' he asked. She sniffed, nodded, then shook her head. "'I'm sorry,' she said. "'I shouldn't have come. It was just a thought, that's all.' He turned from the bar's entrance. "'We can talk somewhere else if you want.' She hesitated, as if undecided, then said, "'I'm... we're staying nearby.' "'I can walk you there if you'd like,' he offered. "'Yes.' Yes, that would be kind of you, thank you. She took hold of his arm and clung to him as he retraced his steps along College Street, both of them silent in their own thoughts, until they reached North Street. Which way, he said. She tugged him to turn right, and said, We're staying in a flat along the road. I've rented it for the week, over Christmas. He held her firmer as they walked along North Street, taking care not to slip in the settling snow. In the dark distance the cathedral ruins stood silhouetted in a moonlit sky. Cars eased past, the sound of their tyres on the road oddly muted by the bitter cold. "'You haven't changed,' she said to him. "'I'd recognise you anywhere.' "'Older, fatter, stiffer,' he said, and lifted a hand to his head. "'Greyer, too.' "'It suits you.' She clung closer, tightened her grip. I haven't seen you in, I don't know how many years, he said, since you ran away. He felt a nip of regret at bringing up the moment of their breakup all those years ago, but said, I was going to say since you left this wonderful old grey town of ours. He gave a chuckle. How long's it been? Over thirty years, she said. The year before you married Gail, I take it you're still married, I would like to think so that at least it wasn't all for nothing. He waited a couple of beats. 
Gail passed away a few years ago. Oh, Andy, I'm sorry to hear that. He was about to mention his children, Jack and Maureen, but Isabel had sought him out to ask for a favour not to listen to his moaning about the past, so he changed the subject with, And how about you? I'm afraid I've been unlucky in love, she said, twice married, twice divorced, but I never really fell for anyone, anyone else. Her body shivered with a nervous pulse again, and he stopped when he realised she was crying. He said nothing, just pulled her to him and waited for the moment to pass. She pulled free, dabbed a gloved hand to her cheeks, then ran it under her nose. I'm sorry, she said, and sniffed again. I must look a mess.